presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was rowdy before rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that... To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Welcome everybody to the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. It's Scotty Via, it's Paralegal Mike. Brother, how are you? It's wrestling time. Ooh, time to grapple. Boy, there's a... You, well, you hate grappling. We don't want to <laughs> talk about grappling. <laughs> how much you, you hate grappling. Fun fact. But we are, we are gonna, we are gonna, we're going to talk about professional wrestling. Yeah, we are. Maybe not grappling. No. No, I was just going to throw this fun fact out there. I watched a Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson match uh, this week, and it was why? great. It was, you know what? It was great. I know. But you know um, why? Because so they, didn't, was, they didn't do wrist locks for 60 minutes and then go, sakes. that's enough of that. Fuck's sakes. <laughs> Our UK correspondent would be all over you. No, he no, he'll he'll see my side. He 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 he'll agree with both of us. Let's be honest. He's a he, he's a sweet man. The sweetest. You're all you're all gonna one day hear how sweet UK Tom is. That's right. I'm in a weird spot with wrestling right now, Mike, because usually this is the lull, and we had a little bit of that in September, but we've had a couple uh pay per views back to back. We had Wrestle Dream and then Fast Lane this past weekend, and then this week was a head to head type of week, so a lot going on. And just coming out of all of that, I feel like we're already gearing up for Survivor Series. I feel like we're heading that direction already, which is a great feeling. I know we've got Crown Jewel in the middle of that, and I think Full Gear is before Survivor Series, but we're getting oh we're, we're rolling. There's wrestling, and a lot of a lot of stuff happening um, behind the scenes. A lot of news coming out too. But um, let's let's talk about this past weekend. I think that's where we're going to start. Yeah. Let's talk about um, the show you were late to watch, which is a thing that never happens. Never. It is very rare where I am watching an entire pay-per-view and you're not even viewing it at that moment. 
we're going to talk about WWE Fastlane from this past Sunday. Or Saturday, apologies, because they got it right on they pay-per-views did. being on Saturday. Scotty, Fastlane. Oh, I got some thoughts. <laughs> we have, I do, too. We have, we have talked at length after the show. <laughs> yeah. it, it, was, it was a show. Uh, you can't really say too many great things about it. You can't really say too many bad things about it, but there's some things that, in our opinion, uh, for our on-air discussions are going to come on air, which that's what we do the show for. There's some things that need to be fixed and addressed yeah. and done that will, I think, help the overall viewership. Um, just watching the program, watching the product. So, yeah, Fastlane, Mike, was it was a show. We 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 both knew it going into it. It was going to be a filler show, right? There was I, matches. There's pay per view, but there is premium live event. Yeah, didn't feel very premium to me. <laughs> Just, it was on Saturday though, so that makes it yeah premium. Yeah, yeah sure. Collisions on Saturday. Yeah, well, us Canadians get royally <laughs> fucked on that. Don't get me started on that, Mike. All right, uh, I mean, I'm li- not paying for it, Mike. Money. I'm not yeah. paying for it. <laughs> sakes. Oh, fuck sakes. All right, <laughs> Fastlane. Um, what do we want to bring up? Because I I feel like talking about this show at length is this going to make me upset? Spoiler alert: Scotty said it, it wasn't bad. I got a lot of bad things to say about WWE <laughs> Fastlane. I, I will say, uh, both of us agreed. Match of the night was was the women's triple threat match. Absolutely. You know what? Good place to start. Let's just start there. Yep. As much as it seemed at moments, and this is across the whole night, where fucking people haven't worked before, like. Mm-hmm. I, just what you you black out in the ring and forget what you were doing there was less of those moments in that women's triple threat like watching watching that i was just like this is a very solid triple threat with with really great fucking talent in it we'll, we'll get into like how the matches almost all the matches started on fast lane but uh once they got going and for the women it took a little bit to get going Agreed. And let, let's be honest, probably the final three minutes at most was like, that was great. That was really good. I love the way they well, worked and finished the match. They, you know, maybe it was the, the slow burn to like the whole like, fuck yeah, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Boom. Match is over and done. So maybe it was designed that way. But uh, that final three minutes kind of stole the show, in, in my opinion. It was uh, really fun to watch. And it had me glued to being like, I don't know who's going to win this match. Yeah, it's um, the right person won. I'm just saying. I agreed. Yeah. Um, I, like I told Scotty, we obviously talk outside the podcast. We don't just meet up one time a week to talk about wrestling. We're talking about it all the time. I think Charlotte Flair is the best women's wrestler in the last over a decade, maybe 20 yeah. years. Charlotte Flair is fucking insane. And I get it. Like they're trying to elevate other women on the roster, and they are. Like WWE is trying. But the idea that I just don't see Charlotte and Rhea Ripley fighting every fucking week. <laughs> when you have two talents like this, fucking match them up. Mm-hmm. We obviously saw them at Mania, and it was, it was excellent. It was a really, really great match. Why the fuck aren't we running that back? <laughs> and, and that's the part where you're like, God damn it, this roster split ruins things like that. Like, yeah, they could have not touched for months, but I mean... In these lulls where we have post-WrestleMania lull, post-SummerSlam lull, those are programs that will get people watching each week. And which, which, I mean, that's a good point that we're going to... It's kind of the overall conversation we're going to have about Fastlane. Mm-hmm. 
and we need some programs to get people to watch every fucking week. Yeah. This this had a what I feel is like another lackluster build, but ended up being a great match. And Whoa. the rest of the card also kind of felt like there was no great story or build outside of a let's see Cody Rose blah 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 fucking <laughs> fuck you it just, well I gotta get my shots in where I can also yeah. by the way I um, won the picks of this pay-per-view for all of those listening at home yep he did we... I, 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 I did come out on top I'm edging closer to get myself back in the running for <laughs> <laughs> I will say like the build up for Fastlane was kind of whatever like we we got matches that I, it, like i said before i feel like we're just it's just going to get us to crown jewel and survivor series because you got john cena in there you've got cody and jay uso tagging up uh and to me i'm just like i don't i don't want to see john cena i know he's there to give the rub to la Knight, and i know sure. cody's there giving the rub to, to jay because they're really pushing jay are they but are it, they it, pushing jay it, I, it looks that way to me. When, as soon as I see someone on the main poster or the main uh, advertisement for the USA Network for Monday Night Raw, I know those, those, those are the people that they're pushing. And sure, of the four people when you, on when you, there, Jay when you give them, them the tag team championships, you're not pushing them. Well, I think people would say otherwise because you've got a championship. How do you, how can you not be pushed if you have a championship? Let's put it this yeah. way: uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are fucking irrelevant. Uh, they are now, but they don't have the championships right now. And even when they did, <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I, I I definitely paid attention Sam- to what they did. Fuck no, man. Sammy coming off that run with the bloodline. When his story ended, sure, you did him a favor. He gets to work with his friend and get the fucking tag straps. Mm-hmm. That Sammy buzz lessened and lessened week after week. Well, yeah, like he's no longer part of the biggest storyline. I I thought that the pops he was getting for the entrances and getting the pins was there. But I think even just Fastlane is a perfect example. When you don't have those guys on pay-per-views, what am I supposed to think about them? You know, like Sammy. Boy, I have more pay-per-views and I have opinions about people who are fucking pay-per-view. You know, so uh, Sammy and Kevin weren't on the pay-per-view, which was a big irk for me because I'm still very much on their train of I'm watching Monday Night Raw each week to see those guys and see what they're doing. Thank God you're on the show because this it's reasons. Like, I mean, hearing from you or or, our lovely friend, UK Tom still proves me why I don't need to fucking watch three hours in a row. I can just find the pieces I need to watch. Speaks volumes for your television show. Big time. Absolutely. It's not even uh, close uh, to should you watch the three hours of raw or should you just watch highlights as, as it goes? I'll be honest, I didn't see Raw this week. Too much shit going on for the long weekend here, getting ready for work the next day. I didn't see any of Raw except for on Twitter and a few things on TikTok, but I know everything that Perfect. happened. UK Perfect. Tom said it was a great show, and I fully believe him that it was because reviews coming out on Tuesday were, man, Raw really stepped up and they're, they're doing their thing. But let's, let's, let's get back onto the fast yeah, track. We're, we we're in the weeds here. But, yeah, because so, I mean, it's all coming down to one thing: um, storylines. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's talk Cody and Jay winning those straps. Don't like I, it. I also don't like it. I don't like it I, at all. I, like, I, I, 
maybe like again, not a huge Cody Road mark like Cody Rhodes. I think he's destined for big things with the Fed. But fucking what? I'm I'm saying like if you're gonna make me win, Jay's got to fucking turn on him. That's the only way I'm having it. And I I don't I I disagree completely. I don't think you need to turn Jay at all. I think this is the rub to keep him going. I think you need to have those guys get like royally screwed out of the tag titles to push how? them to get revenge in I a way that's how. like in a way that's fucking good. I th- and, and that's you can, the problem. You can always get know. the belts off of them, but what are what are we doing? It, is Cody's story just like? Hey, you guys still remember that? Like, are we still talking about finishing the story? I See, thought you guys would have just fucking forgot. Like, it is how it feels. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it is how it feels for me too. But I feel fully believe that they're just waiting for the moment to get him to smack down to finish that story because Roman's over there. So when that happens, who knows? Unless Cody's win the Rumble again, he's like, I'm, I'm choosing Roman as the champion. I don't know how else I, they're going to do it, but I feel the same way with you. With I don't like the. Cody and Jay won the tag titles. I'd rather have seen them win the match by DQ or something, but the judgment didn't keep the tag titles because that's what heels would do. So to me, it made, didn't make any sense. I don't think they needed to win that match. Yeah, cool. It's a good pop, but uh, I, along with other people in wrestling fandom, I hate when two the guys that aren't in a tag team are put together and then just get the tag titles. Like I, I kind of get it because Jey Uso is there. He's a tag team specialist. Da, 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 da. Yeah. But Judgment Day have been tagging sure. and together for over a year now. They they kind of have their stuff down packed. Plus, they've got the, the numbers. They've got enough members of the Judgment Day that should be able to beat those two guys. So a DQ could have happened, Mike, to give Jay and which we, the win. Which we both thought would happen. Yep. Only, only good point from that match is I get to go back and keep calling Finn Balor fucking loser <laughs> we're back baby in my house pro wrestling podcast faithful we're back Finn Balor's a fucking loser he's always been a fucking loser he's gonna continue to be a loser as long as he's in the judgment day also this match hurts the judgment day I that was one of my biggest takeaways too is is this really hurt the judgment day I feel like as of right now, it's the Rhea Ripley and Damian Priest show now, and I don't really like that a whole lot. So, but en- but enough of the talk. I got a win out of that match, regardless. Finn Balor's a fucking loser. Um, fifth <laughs> inning of the Bloodline story, which is getting ridiculous. I, I give a fuck about it now. I I mean, I think they're gonna pull like the weakest out to end that story, and it's frightening me more and more. But moving on, uh, uh, John we- Cena, you hate him. Tell don't like what. John Cena. John Cena is not my fucking guy. <laughs> this match proved it even more where I was full blown. Like John Cena is a full blown cartoon character for eight year olds and under. Yes. I thought the overreactions, the over facial reactions were God awful, dude. Just shut it down. You're done. You're not fun. You're not entertaining. You're not. You're not a good wrestler. This this character version of John Cena, I, I believe the man is a good wrestler. He doesn't need to be. He just needs his five moves of doom. And in this situation, take the beating so you can get the hot tag to LA night. He gets all the pop, gets all the cheers. And then we go on with our day kind of thing. But God damn, I can't stand that watching that John Cena in the wrestling ring anymore. Never could to be, I, uh, I'll be honest, but yeah, your best, your messages came quick during that match about like, Holy fuck. And yeah. Um, but it was great for the kids shot. 
in the fucking right. crowd. Cena still has that pull. It's incredible when you see like a row of kids losing their fucking mind over John Cena. Yeah, that's why John comes back mm-hmm. because you got to get these kids invested in LA Knight as well. Lucy John Cena's buddy, they're working together. They're not buying into the storylines like we are. We're we're adult men who care more about <laughs> what the writers are doing in the writers room than, the, than what's actually given on TV. And yeah, like wrestling is ridiculous and it, it's cartoonish, but um, LA Knight is so fucking over still. Massive pop. Like that guy is just j- just chomping at the bit to be in a program that works for him. Um, he just matches whatever. I still think LA Knight is not the best hand in that company, but fuck do I like when he talks. I really like when that guy talks. Yeah. So. He's, his entrance is great. He's obviously great on the mic. His finisher is getting there with me. I'm starting to be like, all right, this is a cool finisher. You start to hit it a little bit more aggressively, but that's where it starts and stops. And we're going to get into this conversation a little bit more, but LA Knight needs to find more things in his match to get people excited. He gets beat down. He gets the upper hand. He does his little LA Knight people's elbow, elbow drop. After that, they kick out. He gets beat up a little bit again. Reversal. His finisher of the match is over. And if you really look at it, and you don't need to be a super fan to figure it out, Barry John Cena-esque. Five moves of doom. Yeah. There you go. I, I can't blame, fault anybody. But for me, I noticed in the two matches with The Miz, during the match, the crowd goes pretty flat because there's not a lot of... I hate to say flashy stuff, but there's not a lot of flash there with LA Knight's moveset other than the comeback, the LA Knight people's elbow drop and his finisher. And I think in this day and age, you could, you can make both worlds happy. You can make the kiddies happy and you can make more of the diehards happy with a little bit more of an aggressive, uh, moveset with LA Knight. He can can jump up to the top rope and do a superplex. Yep. Did it ever win a match? Nope. Well, let's not do that. AW's company, so moves <laughs> moves don't win matches, man. You're gonna have to I, do them a lot. I know, but I mean, that's one of his five moves to doom, which I'm worried about is all they're gonna give him, and I just don't want that because yeah. Let's be honest. At the same time, Mike, LA Knight is not a young wrestler. He's in his 40s, so it's either yeah. go time or you're gone time. So if they're gonna strike while the iron's hot, I think you need to do a little bit more to continue to off of the microphone appease fans like us that watch pretty religiously but uh, la Knight is over he got the slim jim car which is great yep. he's the new slim jim guy that is massive slim jim announced they signed the biggest endorsement deal with wwe ever their biggest endorsement deal ever is with wwe and yeah, w- it's I also mean, wwe's I, I, biggest endorsement deal with any other sponsor ever so I'm, gonna, going I'm gonna say it right now for everyone Slim Jim is fucking irrelevant. And it's been irrelevant since the Macho Man was selling Slim Jims. <laughs> After he was done selling Slim Jims, is fucking over. Slim Jim's like, damn, we are getting crushed in the meat stick market. No <laughs> one's eating meat sticks. I mean, Slim Jim, like it's just not happening. In the States, it must be big. It has to be big. They don't, I don't think they, do they have hot rods down there? I don't know. But up here I mean, in Canada, I think, I think, I think that's, I think, is that a Schneider's product? Like, I think that's yeah. a homegrown meat <laughs> yeah. stick. We'll get into the <laughs> analytics of that next episode. But. <laughs> yeah. But, but no, um, that matches whatever. Obviously, the good guys win. 
But yeah. uh, I want to talk about one more match before we get off fast lane. We got to get moving on. We got a lot of wrestling to talk Can about. Can I just give a, a um, quick shout we're gonna out? Talk, go, yes, absolutely. Because I imagine you're talking the main event. Of course. Okay. I just want to give a quick shout out and uh, pop of the night for me, the return of Carlito coming out. And he's been signed since summer, apparently. He's now full-flown member of the LWO IPOP forum. I hope he turns on them super quick and goes full-blown heel. I just wanted to make sure we got Carlito on here. But yeah, let's talk about that main event. Glad we brushed over that. Carlito will not get used properly. Anyway, to the main event. (laughs) Shinsuke Nakamura versus Seth Rollins with a build that I found interesting and a match that should have been way better than it was. Let's talk about the last man standing match. Wow. Wow. Both of these guys are capable of fucking going. This is also a trend on this show. When you're at a premium live event, Lay your fucking shit in. Yes. Not in it. This goes for every match, even parts of the women's match. Um, fucking mean it. You guys don't have to mean it on TV all the time. You can phone it in on Raw. You can phone it in on SmackDown. You're not allowed to phone it in on a fucking premium live event. I'm sorry, but that opening tag match, I was like, soft. Yeah. This fuck soft. And it's noticeably soft. Like, I get people like the 1D, Tom, looking at you. Put that guy in the fucking air. It looked like a, a struggle. I know Cody can't get off that rope that high, <laughs> but that thing looked fucking low. We could give that move. <laughs> but this match, um, fuck. That, that whole working the back stuff leading up to it was so good. When he did play the back in this, I'm like, this kind of fucking is lame. It doesn't look like any of this is really fucking getting them. Yeah. These spots aren't tough for a last man standing. It I um my girlfriend had to come home during that match and someone just went through it. my biggest pet peeve, putting a fucking table in the corner. Set that fucking thing up. If if you're bringing out a table, put someone through that fucking table. If not, go ahead and just use the announcer's table. Don't bring out that table and put it in the corner ever fucking again just to fucking slingshot someone into it. I can't stand it. Mike, I'm not a professional wrestler. I've never had a professional wrestling match. I've watched a lot of wrestling, though. and You've watched a ton of wrestling. (laughs) My assumption is a lot of these people that are on TV has also watched a lot of wrestling. Mm -hmm. When you're putting a table in the corner, you put the the, the, at the top of the table, the legs come out. If you put that up so it's up against the ring post, Mm-hmm. And then the table comes down to the to the mat of the ring. Yeah. That table will break because it has nowhere to go back and slide back. If you land on that table perfectly in the middle, the legs are going to go up against the post and then the table is going to break. Nobody and does even then, that anymore. And even then, get right? that table out the fucking corner. You set it up and you put someone through it properly mm-hmm. or don't use it. Yeah. Each other with kendo sticks. Also, it's t- Quit putting garbage cans on people and hitting it with a fucking kendo stick. Lose my goddamn mind when that happens. It's the goofiest shit. Like, that is cartoonish where I'm like, man, just don't. Don't. Don't do that shit. And Scott, obviously, you want to bring up a spot. They were outside of the ring. It's your favorite spot uh, of the night, I think. I've been watching a lot more <laughs> wrestling where I'm like, does, does this make sense going through the match to get to the finish? And is, is that move going to be impactful enough to have the guy selling until the end of the match to either win the match or cost him the match? So 
Shinsuke Nakamura and Seth Rollins are brawling outside the ring. They're in the crowd. They're in the stands. Awesome. Fun. Great. Whatever. We've all seen it before. And they go up into like the, the hockey seats. They're not on the floor anymore. Nope. And they don't go up very far. And there's a, a chunk of the railing that's missing from the side of the stairs. So Shinsuke goes up. Seth chases him. Shinsuke beats him down. Gives him a little kick. Seth falls off of uh, the stairway. Not to the floor. But to a I'm using air quotes here, a platform that doesn't break, yeah. doesn't snap, doesn't even make a slapping sounds like you're it hurts. And Seth just kind of bounces off of it like uh like a sealy mattress and sells it like he's been stabbed a thousand times in the back. Mm-hmm. Seth's doing his job. I'm not blaming Seth. One, shoot that better. Two, just put some fucking tables there. You're going through tables anyway. Three, it did, did nothing, Mike. Nothing no. to get us to the finish of the match. Absolutely nothing. Because they still did another table spot later on, and I believe another one in the ring, and then the finish, which Seth won. Like yeah. there, there was the ulti- there's the ultimate thing that uh got got my pal Scotty Via because this won me the night. Yeah, fucking bullshit. <laughs> but we we're doing all these moves, and I but I say we, I don't actually mean us. No, God, no, we're not doing anything. You're doing all these moves to beat down your opponent to win the match, which is wrestling. Like, this is the fight. You're doing a fight to win the match, to win the money or the championship, whatever. You had a great storyline where you built up Seth Rollins actually has a broken back is the storyline. Shinsuke Nakamura says, I'm going to beat you up so badly and break your back even more. Your family's going to suffer from this because you're not going to be able to be mobile anymore. I believe Shinsuke did a lot of great things to injure Seth Rollins back more and more and more. And Seth still somehow comes out, hits a falcon arrow off of uh, the hockey boards, through a table, and that's it. Meanwhile, Seth's gone through multiple tables, had his, had a backbreaker on a steel chair, taken finishers, had red mist blown in his eyes, which was a giant waste of red mist as well. <laughs> nunchucks, we saw nunchucks. The, you know what? High, there's the high point of the match. <laughs> For sure, I the just... nunchucks came out. And it was Scotty Pop. Should have gave Should have gave Shinsuke more time with those nunchucks. Well, goddamn, pal, he's from Japan. He's got to have some nunchucks. It, it just also and Michael Cole got to stop calling him Shin. I don't care who's in your oh, ear. Just fucking stop it. It is awful. Here comes it's Shin. It's it's insulting to the man. I wanted to really enjoy this match. I'm going to jump back to to Paralegal Mike's comment a few moments ago. If it's a last man standing match, you're in the main event. One guy is selling a back injury. The other guy is the king of strong style. Fuck, boys, you better make it look good. You don't have to kill each other. You better make it look like you're killing each other, though. And I don't think we got that. I don't think these guys did everything they could to make it believe like Shinsuke was going to actually cripple this man. And I don't think they did a good enough job of beating down Seth Rollins. So when he finally got his comeback, that people are like, that's my fighting champion. I feel yep. like we got a house show on a B-Town that, all right, guys, not a lot of people here, maybe 3,000. Don't kill each other. Just go and have a good match. That's what we got. I mean, I think the mentality of the Fed has been that. There's one night, now two nights a year where they're going to say, go for it. Yeah. That's WrestleMania. Leave it all out there at WrestleMania because mm-hmm. we need you to fill the gaps and hit those dates. So don't be broken. 
I think w- when we have a little bit more time, we're going to get into the, just exactly that because the entire night I felt, and you and I had a very long conversation off air about it after the show of like the people in the main events, the main event superstars in WWE have gone soft. And maybe that's what they're supposed to do, or maybe they're just not laying the shit anymore. I ultimately think too, like, hey, you got to hit dates because they still take road money as a great source of income. So you want to make towns and you want to make those live events you're doing in between. Yeah, I'm with you though. You've got talent who, when they do go out and you have a fucking Drew McIntyre, you have a Gunther who look like they're fucking killing guys and would probably take the same beating, mm-hmm. maybe elevate and get that done. I hope you're going to learn a bit more, but it's funny that we say that. Now we can talk about a night of wrestling, I'd say on one show, and a night of superstars who showed up on another show. Um, or as you called the, it off air. Oh, yeah. just Who's got the bigger dick on Tuesday night? <laughs> WWE... AW for the women is it bigger vagina? Is that how you're measuring them? <laughs> Who's got the biggest one? <laughs> Days and them's whatever. It's all the biggest measuring contest. Mm-hmm. We're we're of the people. We're people for the people. But let me tell you, um, I love that this happened. This felt like the Monday Night Wars, and we're talking. We're we call it Super Tuesday. Yeah, there you go. That's <laughs> good. I like that. I like yeah. that. Yeah, and um, obviously shots fired from both. They came on Tuesday, NXT, bringing out all the stops. Cody Rhodes is going to be there. The fucking Undertaker is going to be there. John Cena is going to be there. Hell, Paul Heyman made an appearance there. Oscar came back and fought. AEW said, fuck this shit, man. We're doing Title Tuesday. We're making this big. We're going to have a fucking buy-in for our TV show. For our weekly TV show, yeah. Yeah, and we're we're both doing first half hour ad-free. I think AEW went 47 or 48 minutes ad-free at the end of the day. Of course they did. Of course they did. (laughs) And guess what? When the ratings show, I bet NXT pulls higher. Uh, I've seen some preliminaries already. And And let me know. Am I wrong? uh, NXT, this is just preliminary ratings, I believe, for today. NXT brought in over 900,000 viewers. AEW, over 600,000 viewers. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Then I was right. <laughs> yeah, you were. Okay. Um, let's what do you want to start? What do you want what do you what do you want to start with? I'm gonna start with NXT because I give a fuck about who's on NXT, who actually wrestles. That that's kind of my thing, Mike. Yeah, NXT had like this amazing night. And from I haven't watched it, I've only seen clips. Uh for the most part, really, really strong wrestling matches. But boy, oh boy, you had to come out with John Cena, Cody Rhodes, Paul Heyman, Asuka. They brought in LA Knight to be a special guest referee for a match. And then The Undertaker at the end. Mike, this is NXT going up against AEW. And they brought back the fucking Undertaker for... The who's who of of fucking superstars. You might as well have brought Stone Cold back, in my opinion. Yeah, why not? But you're, you're doing this to just... For your NXT show... I just, They're doing it for it the, dag- the dagger. It was the dagger. It doesn't make sense to me at all. I don't get it. I don't get it. I, for me, this is 100% NXT going, oh, cool, you're coming to our night? We're going to fucking kill you for even thinking about coming to Tuesday night for once, uh, for yes. one night of the year. Which, 
cool, great, but for me, it just rubbed me the wrong way. I really didn't think you needed to go that far because did people tune in to watch Braun Breaker and Carmelo Hayes? Did people tune in to watch Roxanne Perez? Did people tune in to watch uh, the, the semifinals of the women's breakout tournament? No. No. No one tuned no. in to watch NXT to watch any of those people. No. Nope. They tuned in for the legends. Mike, you pull those people out for WrestleMania. You pull those people right. out for Sur- I mean, SummerSlam, Survivor Series. You bring you us out for it. a random Tuesday? The dead man showed up to NXT. Fucking it's, what? Yeah. And it's not like AEW was bringing in. I don't even think the AEW brought in the, the Young Bucks or Kenny. The, nope. the biggest quote unquote name was uh, Adam Copeland making his debut. Everything else was their roster. It's coming to my point where like those names that they brought to NXT seriously will still have pull forever. Like fuck, you mentioned the Undertaker. People will tune in. Mm-hmm. I watched. I watched that segment for sure. I'm not sitting through all NXT. Granted, I watch matches later on AEW. Even I wasn't a viewer of both in the traditional way on Tuesday, but NXT pulled out the stops to make sure they could flex on the like where the show. We were the show this Tuesday. Remember who you are, Tony, in AEW. We we are the Fed. Even if this is our developmental brand, we're pulling more numbers than you. Yeah. And this is where we go into AEW. AEW. Tony Khan's birthday on Tuesday. Ooh, happy birthday, TK. <laughs> uh, obviously, he was having some fun on Twitter. Oh, he for was. For those who haven't seen, he was not I, laying I think, down at all. He wasn't taking no, any shit on Twitter for the last two days. I say this, Tony Khan. You're big talk on Twitter, but you are the worst to go on any show and try to say these things. Man up when people ask you questions and fucking do that shit there. He never will. And that's where I think it's bad. Like, dude, you're on Twitter making cracks of Vince McMahon, fucking bald asshole, fucking curb your. I mean, I love that. I popped. I laughed big time. (laughs) Yeah. But um, if that's your moves, um, that's Sully's fans too. Edge just came on a press conference for your brand that he signed for to say, we need to stop this. Everybody can win. We don't need to pick sides. Mm-hmm. But Tuesday night made it very apparent you're picking a fucking side. Yeah. Tony stood in that too. He's, and, and if I'm Edge, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Like, we just tried to make this clear. Like, if I come over here, there is going to be faithful of the Fed who are willing to come over and watch me perform again. That hope was there with um, Brian Danielson, with CM Punk, and um, with Miro, um, Claudio, Moxley. There is a who's who of people who have been over at the Fed, who have people who really like those characters or just like their style in general, who are willing to watch your program. When you do shit like this, you're saying, you're like, you're fucking wrong for liking them. No. I like pro wrestling, Tony. And for someone who says they love pro wrestling... You get your ass really chapped when someone's coming at you. This is the nature of the beast. This is the nature of the beast. And guess what? You put together a pretty okay card. But in true AW fashion, you got to fucking switch titles up and you got to fucking jamble it up with no fucking build or reason or why. Soraya and um, Cheetah. Like, what the fuck? Hated it. Like, if you're, if you're Soraya, what the fuck? You're just like, okay, like, is this popping a rating that I lost? I don't think that's popping a rating. No, it, it's I'll not. I'll tell you like... what pops ratings. Edge fucking pops ratings. Your guy 
is going to get the rating that you need in that time. And not only that, the match is whatever. I don't hate it. I don't think Luchasaurus Source is very good. That's my issue. Also, the ring step spear. Look kind of weak. Yeah. Look kind of weak. <laughs> um, but the fun after it was the fucking brawl that mixed up a whole... Now, you got the start of something beautiful. Do something with it. MJF with um, Bullet Club Gold. This could be really fucking good. This could be really good. Let's start putting him through the paces of the Bullet Club Bold team. Yeah. Don't get him right to Jay White. Not yet. Him and Juice going to go now. The quarters. Anti-Semitism. Let's be careful. <laughs> people, people, I think people took that one bad. Like I've seen a lot of TikToks or Twitter on that where it was just like, this was not good. Juice Robinson, the character in New Japan, was known for putting a roll of quarters in his hand and knocking guys out and the quarters go flying everywhere. So I I don't know if that's the direction. I can't see them doing an angle like that without MJF's approval. So I think more will come out later on. MJF is also probably in like, it also played into him going to Gillette Stadium to yeah. speak about those very kind of things. God bless the guy too. So why the fuck wouldn't it play in? Mm-hmm. But why wouldn't it play in? I'm just saying AEW's night, it felt like a fucking AEW night. It did. It, w- it was a great wrestling night for AEW. Again, it was mostly matches. And then in the commercial breaks, it was Tony Storm's like silent films, which was great. And a lot of people are loving, but I'm, I'm all for timeless Tony Storm. I'm going to, I know we're getting close to the end, but I'm all for this gimmick. I, she seems like she's fucking wasted and I yes. love it. Dude, she's biting chicks' asses and doing titty slaps. I mean, that's my Pornhub history. I mean, so it's just a great time for me. <laughs> Huge pop. Super Tuesday was a thing. We want to hear your thoughts, obviously. Let us know in, the, in my house, Pro Wrestling Podcast socials. Go ahead and even leave us um, a question in the old podcast page on Spotify. We'll get back to you about Super Tuesday. Scotty, it's been a it's been a very busy episode. I was a little worried. I'm like, oh, man, I don't know if we're going to be able to fill a full episode. But, man, you crushed it. Great job. Great job, Perry. Uh, hey. Mike. But itch him. I got that win after the fast lane pay per view. But um, we will be back next week. And um, there's some news topics I want to bring up. Obviously, there's some news in CM Punk I'd like to touch on because fuck that guy. <laughs> but for me, Paralegal Mike, and of course, Scotty Via, this has been the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Wowie!